Life Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. This week, we have on our very special guest, Rachel Cottrell. I knew her from college. We were in the same action group and Christian organization together. We were both leaders. And we reconnected for this podcast interview, and I enjoyed it so much. Rachel is just very inspiring. She's um, got a lot to share about her faith journey. And we talk a little bit about obedience, especially what that looked like in college. So if that's you, if you know someone college or if you're going to be entering it, that could be a great thing to listen to. We also talk about um, how you can just really believe scripture when you're struggling with anxiety and how God is still working today the same way he worked with the people who were alive during biblical times when the Bible was recorded. We talk a lot about um, a really great resource that Rachel has been using for her Bible studies. It's called A Daily Walk, and she just gives a little um, information on that and how you can use that in your daily walk. So please enjoy hearing from Rachel after a few words from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, great. Well, why don't we start with the first question, um, which is basically just how did you start identifying yourself as a Christian? And you can go as far back as you would like, just kind of to you. um, How did you get to a place where you called yourself a Christian? Yeah, well, I I will start by saying um, I am very blessed to have two parents, my mom and my dad, um, who are believers and uh, who really emphasize the importance of raising me up in church and to know Jesus. And so um, I have been um, in church all of my life, which is a blessing because I I, I see people who have not had the privilege of growing up, growing up in church. And there's just certain things that, that unfortunately you don't get to experience and that you get to experience as a child, you know, and like, you know, children's church or Sunday school and things like that. Um, so I was heavily involved in my church as a kid. And I would say like around the age of, I don't know, I was probably like kindergarten, first grade age. Um, I had the full knowledge of what it meant to accept Christ into my heart. And I actually remember praying that prayer with my parents. I, we were going somewhere. I was so little, but <laughs> we were going somewhere in the car and I'm sitting in the back seat, and I know where I'm like, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. <laughs> and my parents were kind of like, okay like because I I, and that that was something that happened because of how they instilled that they helped me understand you know what that meant I'm sure you know as a a little kid you only understand so much but I understood enough to want to make that decision um for myself um 
so that that's kind of like where my my relationship with Christ started at a young age. And I, you know, grew up in the church serving in ministry and even doing, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's an organization called um, Child Evangelism Fellowship. Are you familiar with that? No, but it sounds cool. Okay. So they are like, a, basically what they do is they, um, they involve teens and they actually equip teenagers in the, they actually are all over, but I know there's like a Michigan chapter. Um, they equip them with how to share the gospel. So what we do is we would do like every summer, we would do what we call Bible, five day Bible clubs. And we would actually have people host Bible clubs for kids. They would invite like all their family, friends, neighborhood kids. And we would go as teachers, the teenagers, we would be trained for it. We would go and we would teach Bible stories, songs, games, and so forth. So I spent a lot of my teenage years doing that, which I absolutely love because it helped me understand how to share the gospel in a very clear, um, concise, and also for children in a way that was very illustrative. And so that was that was something that um, I did a lot growing up um, in my teenage years prior to um, graduating and, and going to college. So um, that's where my story started. But I think I think the the really the the um, the pivot point was when I got to college and um, I was away from my parents. And I felt a little bit of freedom and I kind of took advantage of that freedom. And it was up to me to figure out like, okay, am I going to continue to live the way that I have been brought up? Or is am I going to like try to find myself? I guess that's what people do when they go to college. And so I spent my freshman year just kind of just not focused, not focused whatsoever, school-wise, spiritual-wise, just just, I don't know. I don't even know. My mindset was just completely like I have freedom. Like I was just really enjoying that freedom. And um, it's, it was, um, I got involved at Michigan State with an organization called the Impact Movement. And Impact Movement is um, a, a branch off of crew. And the Impact Movement, um, our target audience is students of African descent. So um, I got involved and it's a Christian organization. And I got involved with I went to a national conference and I had never seen so many people, so many, I would say like just so many people that were my age, so many black people that were sincere about worshiping God. Like I just had never seen that. Like people, I just, it, I was shocked that like, oh, like there are people out here like that, that are actually like cool, <laughs> cool yeah. to be around. Like, and that was so eye-opening to me. And I'm like, this is a whole, this is a, something I just have never really seen to this extent, like unashamed praise and worship like unashamed like sharing the gospel and it was and so I think I saw that and I was just like it was a completely different version of like having a relationship with God that I I just was not familiar with and um I think that exposure right there really um started opening my eyes to what my personal relationship with God would be if I can just submit um so th- that's that's kind of like where it started um or I'm sorry where it kind of pivoted and from there I felt God tugging at my heart to let go of those things that I was holding on to that were not pleasing to him. Um, I had a ton of excuses like, okay, God, like I, I'm interested in this impact movement ministry, but I like to do A, B, and C. I like to go out and party. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And I know I can't serve you and do that. It's going to be so, so it's going to, it's not going to, you're not going to compliment each other. Right. Like that's a, mm-hmm. that could be a problem. <laughs> um, but I felt God just tugging at my heart. And it came to the point where I had to, like, all my excuses of why I didn't want to be in ministry at Michigan State slowly started to go away. I slowly started to lose my desire for those things. And I really saw God 
leading me like this is what I need you to do and so um, I really had to surrender you know my my fleshly desires and commit to following God and, and that was one of the best decisions I've ever could have made because that really helped shape you know, my relationship with him and my, and my desire to, to be close with the Lord. Yeah. And I just love to hear just kind of piggybacking off of that. Have there been specific moments or events in your life that have kind of helped shape your view of God, um, maybe into a, a deeper way as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, this is one that I feel like there have been many, many moments and just trying to think about one or two is, is definitely tough. Um, yeah, I I think um so I'll say I know I talked about um like my freshman year of college. I was just enjoying freedom a lot and um one so basically my freshman year I had an experience. It was um St. Patrick's Day my freshman year and I was not aware that Spartans, Michigan State Spartans treat St. Patrick's Day as like Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it gets pretty wild and I as a freshman I remember my first year being up there it was like 80 degrees in March it was just like beautiful weather everyone was like just like drinking and things like that and I remember being a freshman and like okay I guess this is what I need to do right like I need to take part it's like part of the experience keep in mind I'm not I wasn't of the legal age at all you know it's just mm-hmm. that that was that was problem number one um but basically what happened was that night um, I drank too much and to the point where like the next morning I woke up just feeling very sick because I just I did I wasn't exposed to that growing up so I did not understand the boundaries and I didn't understand like how to partake safely or just not at all mm-hmm. how about that just not at all and um, I was struggling with being sick for days and then come to find out like I think the day after the morning after I woke up feeling very sick one of my friends that I was really close with we had a few classes together she was also a freshman and she ended up passing away from alcohol poisoning and so just experiencing like first of all myself feeling sick and then having a mini panic attack like is that what's happening to me because I'm not educated on any of this I don't know I'm not I'm not familiar I haven't been exposed to this so just worried about like okay am, am I next and also just for her just you know hearing someone close to you that, that you've been close to having such a traumatic experience as that. And there was some other, other foul play that happened in that situation. Um, and so that was very traumatizing to me because it kind of was a huge wake up call. Like, Hey, this is serious. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something that you play around with. This is not something that has no consequences. Like you need to be careful. You need to, we, you need to refrain. And um, I kind of started to learn, like, that was a, one of those situations where you learn that like, you know, this is, this could be someone's life. And so mm-hmm. from that point on, I really struggle with anxiety. Um, I think I, you know, I would just have moments where I would think to that, that, that weekend or that instance and just start to feel like physically ill. And what, what I was, I, what I what was actually happening was like, my mind was running away with, I was, it was just like running away. And, and I started to like, my mind start to, to think about all these things and it started to make me physically ill and um to the point where like I I couldn't eat I couldn't sleep and so um I remember struggling with that anxiety for a couple years actually I think I I, I would say I finally started to see the other side probably my junior year of co- my junior year of college um and and I I remember just being like I don't want to continue to feel this way like this is a terrible feeling like it would just come on random times if I felt lonely or if I 
was nervous about something or if I was scared or if I was worrying about something, I just started to feel physically ill. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of just woke me up and realized like, hey, like you're not, I, I felt, guess I felt like I'm not as strong as I thought I was because I cannot keep it together. That's really how I felt. Um, and so I, what I had to do, and it was literally, I had to pull out my Bible and I memorized, you know, certain verses in the Bible that talked about praying and asking for peace and um, trusting God. And I really had to, like, I remember nights where I just said those verses over and over and over and over in my head, like, until I fell asleep over and over and over until I started to believe it. Um, and like, I struggled with this for a couple of years. Um, and so that was really, really tough because I would have never thought like that one weekend and all the events that happened would affect me for years down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was the one I would say that, that, that helped me realize that like one being obedient to God, you don't regret it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it, like just being obedient. And then two, it helped me also learn that God is a source of peace. Um, because in those moments where my mind is just all over the place, I had to center myself in God and, and trust his word and, and recite his words to the point where it started to, I started to believe them in my head, in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. And so even to this day, like I haven't had like an anxiety episode like that in a while, in a few years, which I am so thankful for. But in the back of my head, I'm always like, you know, Lord, if it comes to a situation where that's triggered, help me to remember what you have taught me mm. in all those instances so that I can continue to, you know, be strong, continue to trust in you. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so, mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that story too. I know that's, you know, probably hard to share and, um, but it, uh, it's just so true, you know, like so many of us have been there. I mean, we all have in, in different ways where we've been disobedient to God and seen the effects of it. And so um, thank you for sharing what you learned, because I think it can be of such value to, you know, people listening and just as a reminder to keep obeying him in the different circumstances mm-hmm. and choices that come up in our lifetime. Um, and then also, I was I do have a question for you. So mm-hmm. um, you mentioned that when you were struggling with anxiety, something that really helped you was finding scripture that talked about God's peace. And then you said just reading it over and over again, like at night, um, just memorizing it. So I guess this is my question to you, because I've been in this boat before sometimes where I'm trying to get something out of scripture, but like my heart's almost like so riddled with like fear and sin and anxiety and all this that like I can't even like soak in the words as I'm reading them do you relate to that at all yes (laughs) like what did you ever find like a workaround or something that like helped you get past that block that that's a really good question um I would say one of the reasons why I had to keep reciting it to myself is because I was not it like, like, kind of to your point, like you're reading it, but like every it's something personally, it's something in your life that's blocking you from truly understanding and soaking in what what God is trying to say to you through that through that mm-hmm. scripture or through whatever you're reading. And so, I think for me, it was repetition. Like, I I had to literally I memorized it because I said it so much, but just repetition, repetition. Even like in my prayers, like I would pray that scripture over and over again. And I and I think for me, repetition worked just because I had to, 
it it just got in my head so much that it was second nature to mm-hmm. to to kind of start to to think that way. Um, I, I know, and I know that that may not work for everyone, but for me, I just had to keep repeating it until I believed it. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's huge. That's so good because we are we. Um, a lot of times we subconsciously act in what is just comes naturally to us. So if, if a thought or a phrase is naturally just in our minds, then we're more likely to believe it on the spot. So that does make a lot of sense. And I actually also have one more, and now this one, this one's a, a little bit more recent, um, one more situation. Um, and that, that I really just kind of saw God in a completely different light. And, um, that was when I was actually, it was 2018. Um, I was working for um, a company in downtown Detroit and uh, I just felt God kind of prodding me that it was time to leave and, and look for a job elsewhere. And I was really scared because I just felt like I wasn't qualified for anything. Like I had been out of college for about three years and I was trying to break into a new career field. I didn't have much experience. And I just felt like like, who's going to hire me? Like, I, I don't even feel like I'm qualified for any of these jobs. And so I was applying, applying, getting no's left and right. Um, and I remember I applied to General Motors for as a designer for them. And I was just like, you know, it's just, it, this would be like a dream job. Like, I probably won't get it. But, you know, I'm always the kind of person that's like, the answer is always no until you try or ask. Mm-hmm. So put myself out there. And I remember doing an interview for them. And they were like, yeah, we'll get back to you. And then like three or four months passed and I heard nothing. So of course I'm just like, you know, all right, well, it's, that's not the right, that's not the right move for me, you know, you know, so, uh, but then something really interesting happened um, at, when I was at my, my former company, um, I was actually on a um, panel to set up, like we were doing like a conference. And so I was on this panel to, I'm sorry, not panel. I was actually on the organization committee to set up this conference. And there was a leader there um, and I had heard great things. She had like a great reputation in our company. And um, she was in the same field that I was in. And she was part of this like committee to help set up this conference. And I remember like, oh, this is great because maybe I can network with her because she's just really well respected. She's well connected. And I remember like in the middle of planning that conference, she kind of just left the company. And I was like, oh, like I feel like I had missed my shot. And then this is so funny. Fast forward. Um, I randomly get a call from General Motors and they're like, you know, hey, we want to, you know, we want to set you up for a second interview. And I'm like, okay, great. That's fine. You know, and I, I'm just like, okay, let me get my, let me do my interview prep. Like I've been doing for the last few months to get ready for this interview. And the crazy thing is, is when I get to that interview, it's a video interview in on that video interview is the lady that was on the organization committee with me at my former company. She had moved to GM and she was going to be my, she was going to be, if I was hired, she was going to be my direct leader. Wow. And I remember sitting on that video interview and like she knew my name, like we had never met in person, but she knew my name, like she knew where I worked. So she was familiar with my name. And I remember sitting in that interview and just like trying to hold it together because I'm like, what? Like, I don't believe in coincidences. Like, I was just like, God, this is just too perfect mm-hmm. um, for this to happen. But and so basically, long story short, I actually got the job and it was more money than I was even asking for. And it was with her. And I knew that she was a great leader. She had a great reputation. And um, she's my leader to this day at General Motors, which is really cool. Um, but I look back and I realized like that period of time where I heard nothing from General Motors and I thought it was a no. God was literally moving pieces into place mm. to get that ready for me because mm. she literally started a month before my interview. So like in those months where I was hearing nothing, she was getting ready to join GM. 
wow. and come on as a leader. And so when I saw her in that interview, I just really feel like I, I think I got this job because it was just, it was too perfect not to have, like, it was just, it was one of those situations where you just like, this has to be God because how in the world does this happen? <laughs> like, this works out just like this. Direct leader. And so I think that just helped me realize like one, like if God has, if that is God's will for you, nothing is going to stop that from happening. It also helped me learn that like, I have to just once again, trust God because just because I may not understand what's going on, he is working. And I'm, I'll see it eventually, but he is working. And, um, you know, and I understand now why I got so many no's because that the yes was coming, but, and he had to work in a way that I could see that he, it was, he gets all the glory for that. Cause there's no way I could have orchestrated it that perfectly to happen mm. the way it did. Ah, oh, yes. Thank you for sharing that. That is so cool. And I love that he works that way. I love that he gave you that, um, you know, experience because when you encounter periods of doubt or waiting in your life, again, you can always fall back on this memory and just, you know, cling to that. And even it's great that you're sharing this on a podcast, because if someone listening is in a period of waiting, and if you're ever just sitting there, like scratching your head, like, God, have you forgotten me? Like, what is going on? Take this as your sign that <laughs> he is working on it. Um, I know I've been there before too, and it's it can be hard in those moments to cling to your faith. But you're so right; he is working. He's never stopped working. Yeah, and I think that like in so many situations, especially mine, I think he works it in a way where you it helps you remember like this can only be God mm-hmm. because there's no way that I would have or I would have even thought to have it work out in that way, right? Right. So I think that that is, and he does it like he, part of the reason why he does it in the way he does it is so that he can get the glory mm-hmm. and realize yeah. it's not by our might, you know, it's by him. Right. Like we can't look at it and be like, well, maybe I made this happen because I did X, Y, Z. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it takes the pressure off of us too, that, you know, yes, we have to be obedient and yes, it, there are blessings when we, we, um, put the work in to follow Jesus, but we also don't have to shame ourselves if we mess up either, because it's not us doing it. It's him doing it. And so it takes the pressure off of us as well, because, um, we can make mistakes and not that we should seek to make mistakes, but when we do inevitably, because we're broken humans, like we don't have to just put that shame on ourselves because it's not us. It's always him. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I like, I like, how you just stated that it, it really it, like we don't have to be perfect because he is mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's a hard balance but I love that's why I love hearing you know people's stories because it just helps continue to piece the puzzle together of like who God is and paint the picture of him like you know obviously we have scripture and we have prayer and we have um you know, the stories of the Bible and everything to piece the picture of God together. But it's cool when we have other people's stories and experiences too, because it just brings it, um, you know, to life in a different way too. Right. And it kind of takes it like, you know, as you read through the Bible, you see how God works in the lives of, um, you know, people from biblical times. But sometimes you think like, sometimes it's easy to think like, okay, like that's them. But what about, you know, what about Mm -hmm. 2022? And God is still working in the same way, just maybe it's slightly different avenue, you know? And I think that it's it's good to remember that and see that like, you know, like you said, from other people's stories, like, wow, like God, you're still working. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, I love that. 
Well, um, just to close us out, I would love to hear from you, like if you have a favorite verse right now, or um, just something that maybe God's been teaching you lately that you could share with us. Yeah, actually, I actually have a, a resource that I like to um, oh, share. Cool. Uh, so it's, um, I don't know if this is the company name or just the the um, the material they use, but it's called A Daily Walk. Have you heard of it? It sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly what it is. So basically what it is, it's um, a challenge to read your word. And so they have broken down the whole Bible into a year. And what they do is they send you like a little, little paperback pamphlet, like maybe 20 pages or no, sorry, it's 30 pages because there's 30 pages in a month. So they send you one each month and they, you actually uh, would, it would help you read like a couple books of the Bible and it, each day it has you read like maybe two or three chapters. And then it has like, it explains what's going on in, in the chapters that they have you read, read. They have application as well for those chapters and just like just some historical background. And um, I have really been, I think I've been doing that for the last year and a half. Um, and I've been loving it because, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to just read through things in the Bible and you First of all, you don't understand the context or what's going on and why things are being said and happening. And then two, sometimes it's easy to read and you don't really understand how this could be applicable to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been a tremendous resource because I I hate to say it, but I had never read. I'm still trying to finish reading through the whole Bible, but I had never read through the whole Bible. And the reason was because I felt like I would read something and forget or not understand and it wouldn't really click. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started with my pastor. He, it was during, um, I think it was like end of 2020 or maybe beginning of 2021. He just encouraged us like, you know, we should be reading our words. He's like, I don't worry about not understanding what's going on. Don't worry about, you know, not having a study Bible where you have all the information. He said, just read, just read it, just read. And he's like, watch what God does. And so I started reading and then this resource of the daily walk came afterward. And that's what I do now, but just reading my word helps me has helped me learn so much about God's character um God is so profound like we will never understand the different facets that are God um and I think that reading through my word and just seeing like you know just even from starting from Genesis on just just understanding like how God treats people that he loves and how we as people are sinful. It's just, it's so much. I like read through the Old Testament, even like through the story of Moses and the Israelites. And it, it's just, I have learned that God is such a gracious God. I mean, like we always know, we always say like God is gracious, but like he really is like the amount of times that we sin and he forgives us and still loves us and um still causes according to his purpose he still fulfills his plans and us no matter how much we sin it is amazing to me how he can be so loving and so gracious and merciful we do not deserve it and I saw that a ton even in the old testament with the Israelites and how they continue to turn away from God and how he continued he said if if they would just realize and they would turn back to me I would redeem them I would save them I would I would bring them back to me. And just how many times he did that is just, it is unfathomable. Cause you read that I was reading through my Bible and I'm, I was getting mad. (laughs) Why? Like, here we go again. But then they look at it like, we do the same thing. You know, we may not do it to that extreme. We may not do it in that way, but like, we are sinful. We sin daily Mm -hmm. and God is just waiting. He's willing to forgive us if we just ask. 
Um, and so that has been so powerful. And like, I wouldn't have understood that how, how far his grace goes, his mercy goes, if I had not just taken the time to read my Bible. And so I love that resource, the daily walk. I tell everyone I can, like, if you want to read the word and you're struggling, like two chapters, three chapters a day is very manageable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and even, I don't, I don't get a chance to do it every day, but I try to do as much as I can. Um, it's just been a really blessing me because I now I feel like I understand a lot of context of what was happening in in the in the Bible, and now when I see these verses, I understand in what context they were said. It helps me just feel like I'm more knowledgeable about what I believe. In different stages of life, it's gonna look different. Right. Like I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna nurse forever. So then, what you know, next stage of life? How do I like? How do I shape my life around this time that I know I need to have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but you're right to to make that push for making it a priority because it is so true. I know that the seasons of life where I make it a priority, I can tell that I'm making it a priority and the times I'm not, it's very obvious because I'm just depleted and, you know, not as close with the Lord, which obviously that has effects on us. So. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can check us out at sparkofate.com and we have some cool events and speakers coming up, so be sure to check that out. Also, make sure to uh, subscribe, follow along to our podcast wherever you listen. Also, writing a review really helps us out. It helps to promote our podcast. And you can also check out our sponsors at lifeaudio.com to find more podcasts just like this one. I hope you all have a great week. See you again next week. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.